0: What do you do when things seem hopeless? Where do you turn? Everyone keeps saying this is the most wonderful time of the year, but maybe it just doesn't feel that way for you. I believe there's a hope that we can always look to, and that's what we're going to be exploring in this video today. Hi, my name's Tatiana, and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. Welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. My name's Tatiana, and I am so glad you are joining us today. We are a group of people who meet online to learn from Jesus together how we can be the type of community that God wants to build, a community where we love everyone always. Sometimes life can be lonely or complicated. I have been able to find joy and peace in our community here, and I hope you will too. And not only do I want that for you, but God does too. Because no matter what you think about God, we believe He can't stop thinking about you. And one way for you to join with us in our mission to love everyone always this week is by taking part in our Christmas in Coweta project. Every year, our church partners with a local organization here in Coweta County that helps to provide children in need with the kind of Christmas all of us would want every child to experience. We do this through a campaign called Christmas in Coweta where we take the Christmas list of individual children in our community and we provide their parents with the gifts they need to give their children a wonderful Christmas. In a year with so many hardships, this is a great way for us to be able to bless both parents and children in need with the hope and love of Jesus. All you have to do to be a part is to go to the website forcowita.cc and fill out the form. Once you fill out the form, someone from our staff will contact you about sponsoring a child for Christmas in Cowita. I hope you will join us in the efforts to love everyone always this Christmas. While the video is playing, you'll see a phone number on the screen. If you have a moment where you feel God speaking to you to take a next step or you want to learn more about getting involved in our community, text the number and our speaker for the day will reach out to you as soon as they can. Maybe you just need some advice or need someone to talk to. Text us. We will be happy to hear from you. And I want to make it clear that I hope this experience for you today can be more than just content that you consume, but a community that you can be committed to. So if you're watching during one of our live streams, please feel free to join our chat. In fact, we are so excited that you would engage in our community, that if you comment in our chat for the very first time today, we will send you a free $10 gift card to Grubhub. All you need to do is send us a direct message or comment in the chat with the words, I'm hungry. And if this is your first time connecting with us, we will send you your $10 Grubhub gift card. And if you're watching us on demand or on YouTube, send us a text to the number on the screen with the words, I'm hungry. I know, I know, it seems too good to be true, right? Well, you can believe it because we don't joke around about food but seriously, I hope you'll take advantage of this opportunity. And if you're here always and chatting with us every week, we want to hear from you too. Go ahead and get our discussion going by letting us know what food you're craving right now. And as we start this discussion in the chat, let's go ahead and get started with our main idea for today.
1: It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with one month to go in 2020, I think all of us can say, this really is the best time of this year. (laughs) I mean, it's almost done. But we still have Christmas ahead of us, and maybe this year more than ever, we're all looking forward to the things that Christmas has always promised. Hope for the future, peace to all men, joy to the whole world, and love for everyone. Isn't that what you think of when you think of Christmas? Well, (laughs) some of you do. But for most of us, it's more complicated than that. Uh, Hi, my name's Ed and I'm one of the pastors a Community Christian Anywhere. And if you would, I'd love for you right now to jump into the comments and tell people what you're hoping for this Christmas or what you're wishing could happen this season. Or if you're watching alone, just text the number on the screen, you can tell me. Uh, To be honest uh, with you, I, I enjoy Christmas now as a grandpa, maybe more than I ever have in my whole lifetime because in so many ways, it's just not all that complicated. All my family lives close by, we all get along, we will get together and it'll be a really good time. But it hadn't always been that way. And I know for many of you, it's not that way right now. For you, Christmas is relationally complicated and it doesn't feel peaceful and it doesn't feel joyful. And though you love all the people you'll see, sometimes you just think, Maybe we shouldn't try to see each other all at the same time. Maybe that'd be easier. And you don't have any hope that that's going to get any better. And to some extent, at some point in all of our lives, it's a little bit of our story because here's the thing at Christmas, and I really want us to get this. See, I missed this for so long. Christmas exaggerates all the bad, and at the same time, it points to something that's absolutely incredible. I now get that, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, but not because of what's happening around us. Because what's happening oftentimes at Christmas and what gets exaggerated and focused on at Christmas is problems we can't solve and people we can't control and expectations we can't meet. And the truth is, if I have the courage to see it, I'm often the problem I can't solve. I'm the person I can't seem to control, and I'm the person often setting expectations that other people can't meet. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, not because of what is happening, because of what happened. And because this year has been so difficult and different in so many ways, uh, this Christmas, I want us to look at the promise that Christmas gives us because of what happened when God gave himself to the earth to make a way for God's kingdom to be available to every person on the earth. And when we enter into his kingdom here and now, then no matter what is happening, uh, Jesus centers our life on something that's stable. It gives me the ability to offer love to everyone always, to live with joy and peace no matter what's happening because of the hope of what the kingdom has to offer both now and in the future. And so this year, we're gonna do a very traditional thing for Christmas. We're gonna celebrate what's known as Advent. And all Advent means is an expectant waiting and preparation for the coming of Jesus as a baby and one day as returning king. So we're gonna go through the four weeks of Advent together. And every day, we'll have a meditation to prepare our hearts and it'll be available on your Facebook page or YouTube. So make sure you subscribe or like our page. We're also offering the resources in a free ebook. And if you'll text us with your name at the number on the screen, we'll make sure to send you that ebook. This week, as we move into the first week of Advent, we focus on the light of the world that's come into this world to make an extraordinary practical difference. Now, If you're a church person or a Bible person, you already know this, but there are four accounts of the life of Jesus. They're titled Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke all give us very similar uh, accounts, but John's is different. In John, there's no Christmas birth account of Jesus in John's account. He gives us a whole different perspective. Uh, Most scholars believe that uh, John's the latest of these accounts written, and John's an old man when he writes it. And by the time he writes it down, John's been telling these stories for like 50 years. Now imagine that you're someone that walked and talked with Jesus. And at this point, history tells us, John's the last remaining person from that group of 12 that walked and talked with Jesus. And maybe he's thinking, I better write this down because I don't have a lot of time left. And I wanna make sure this gets passed on for future generations. Here's something else you should know before I read you what John wrote about Jesus coming in the world. John's the person who reduced the character of God to a single word. He's the one that said, God is what? Love. He said, God is love. John's the very first person to ever write that line. Even though these wonderful things are true about John, he's also an old man and he's lost a lot. He's experienced loss like you can't even begin to imagine. No matter what your story's like, all of his friends are gone. His brother that he was close to, that he followed Jesus with, he's gone. He lost the entire Jewish culture that he grew up with because he was alive when Nero sent General Vespasian into the country to destroy the whole country and the temple. So Jewish worship as John knew it as a boy, it's gone. And it's still today, it's never returned. He's seen so much. And when it comes to the end of the book, he says, Jesus performed so many other signs in the presence of his his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. In other words, hey, I've just given you a taste, just a taste. But these are written, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the King, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. And not physical life, because they already had that, but a different kind of life, life in his name. John, in spite of all that he had lost and how complicated his life was, he believed that Jesus was the source of some kind of life that went beyond physical life. So when he begins the gospel, he doesn't begin with the birth narrative. Now, this is fascinating to me because when Jesus was crucified, as Jesus was dying, he says to John, the same John, John, I want you to take Mary, my mother, as your mother. And Mary, I want you to view John as your son. So how much time do you think John and Mary spent together? We don't know for sure. Some people say they left eventually and went to Ephesus and he took her into his house and took care of her until she died. But we know for sure that John heard over and over and over the birth narrative. If anybody had the opportunity to say, hey, Mary, tell me what it was like one more time, Mary, What was it like when you discovered you were pregnant? Mary, what did it feel like when the angel first appeared? Mary, what was it like to know that you bore the Son of God? I mean, he'd heard that story so many times. He was the person that took care of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And yet when John begins his gospel, he doesn't begin with shepherds. He doesn't begin with a manger. There isn't an account of wise men or any of that. Instead, he begins his accounts with the significance of the birth of Jesus. And just like in his last days, John found himself in a very, very dark time. When John wrote this account, he was reminded that Jesus was born at a time when it was very, very dark as well. And maybe before I read what he said, we need to admit that sometimes Christmas comes at a very dark time for us. Maybe you don't have much hope this year. Well, (laughs) It's this year. I mean, what a year. What is it that you will most remember about this year? Well, like every year, there have been good times. But for some of us, some of, some of you, this has been a year of darkness and struggle and pain. And it often feels like at the holidays that you can't talk about that. You can't feel it. Everybody else seems to be happy and bright. But for you, it's just dark. If you're comfortable putting what you remember about this year in the comments, you do that right now. If something that is just so dark and it's hard and you wanna share it with somebody, and you can also find uh, in our community, we have a Facebook group that's just for those of us in Community Christian Anywhere. You could share it there. Or if you want to, want to, you could text me at the number on the screen, and I'll personally reach out to you, and I'll pray with you as soon as I can. Because often, we celebrate the birth of Jesus as the most wonderful time of the year, and it is. But we miss that it wasn't that way for the people to whom Jesus originally came. They'd been waiting for things to get better for a long time. We think this pandemic has lasted a long time. We can hardly wait for it to change. They had been waiting for hundreds of years. And God had promised them, it's not gonna stay dark forever. One day, the anointed one's gonna come and he's gonna rescue you. And during that time, the waiting, you may not know this, but one of the names that was given to Jesus was the name Emmanuel. It simply means God with us. And one of my favorite Christmas songs incorporates both the feeling of waiting and longing and the hope that Emmanuel, that God with us is coming.
2: The gloomy clouds of night and dead, dark shadows put to fight. D
1: So John sits down to start to write his account, and before he gets into the details, the the stories that everybody always asks him to tell, he, he writes something that's so powerful. Because in a time in our lives, in a season of our lives, when things can get so complicated, when we're reminded not only who is coming, but who won't come, when we're reminded of what we're going to get, and when we're reminded of what we're never gonna get, John begins his gospel with the birth of Jesus, but he, he says it in a different way. He says, in him, Jesus, in him was life. And again, not physical life, in him was life. And he, he's trying to put into words, you, you know, he has all of this experience and he's had all this time to think about it. And he's had all of this perspective. He's seen all these things come and go. He's seen people born and die. He's seen the destruction of everything that he thought was important. He wants to start with the point so that we won't miss it. So he summarizes. He said, when I think about Jesus, the best way I know to put it was in him was life. And that light was the light of all mankind. <laughs> That's a huge statement. Because when they met Jesus, they began to view Jesus as the Jewish Messiah. and I know that word sounds so religious to you, and it, and it was, it is, but, but it's more than that. To them, it meant Jesus was hope. As somebody, it was hope showing up in a body. They thought that what Jesus was going to do, it'd be regional or just really for their nation, that what Jesus would do would be a restoration of all the greatest days of their nation's past and that they wouldn't be dominated by the dark forces from another world. But John sits back, as an old man and he realizes now, Jesus didn't simply come for us. Jesus wasn't simply hope for the Jews. Jesus was for all mankind. Jesus didn't bring us something back that we had lost. He brought an element into life that the world didn't exist. It it was light for all mankind. See, John been there at the tomb when Jesus was resurrected. He'd seen the risen from the dead Jesus. He'd had this resurrected Jesus cook a meal for him at the beach. And when they were all gathered together, he had heard him at the mass, Jesus, is is now the time you're gonna restore Israel to his kingdom? I mean, you defeated the worst that Rome can do, they killed you, you came back to life. Surely now is the time you're gonna restore glory of our nation, our, our, Are are we about to do something new and run the Romans out of here and reestablish our independence? Is now finally the time." And John heard Jesus say, "'Hey, that's none of your business. But because I've resurrected, I do have something for you to do. I want you to go into every single nation and you go and share this with every ethnic group and every people group. What you've heard me say and you make them followers of disciples of mine. Make disciples of all nations. See, the light I came to bring, it wasn't a Jewish light. It was a light for all mankind. And then he says this. This is one of my favorite parts of the whole Bible. And it's just like his introduction to Jesus. He writes, the light shines in the darkness. And he thought about darkness that was all around him. And again, we really can't even begin to imagine how dark his world was. He says, in spite of everything that's happened, everybody who's died, everyone that's been executed, everyone who's been crucified, everyone that's been taken away, in spite of the fact that the whole Jewish nation is basically out of business at this point, in spite of the fact that the temple, that when I was a little boy, the temple was the center of the worship for God God of the universe, and it's been destroyed. In spite of everything I grew up knowing, and loving, in spite of that being gone, this light shines in darkness and the darkness, and I can't tell you how this much this resonates with me. I mean, I've got to imagine that when he came to this point of having seen all that he had seen, that he wanted for them, he he wants us to understand because he knew that everyone would understand what happens when light shines in darkness. I mean, we've seen it, but he had seen, he'd seen darkness. I mean, real darkness. He'd seen the best man ever have the worst thing ever happen to him. The most loving person he knew had been treated the most hate, with the most hatred. So he wants us to get the truth of who Jesus was. He was the light that brings life and this light is a life for all mankind. And the light shines in darkness. In spite of how hard the darkness has tried to put out this light, to snuff it out, to overwhelm it, to seize it, to imprison it, to surround it, to trap it. As hard as this darkness in our culture has tried to blow out this light, John wants us to know the darkness has not overcome it. This is a man who got the news that the great apostle Paul had been executed and that his friend from long ago, Peter, had been crucified upside down that all those who had been with him at the last meal with Jesus were gone. And he thinks, I mean, I think he writes with this lump in his throat, but this grin on his face, that only people with experience can understand. And he writes, in spite of everything that this world has tried to do to eradicate the light that is life, the darkness has not overwhelmed it. It has not put it out. Herod couldn't do it, Tiberius couldn't do it, Nero couldn't do it, destruction of the temple couldn't do it, the death of Jesus hasn't done it because in him was life. And I saw him die. And then I had breakfast with him on a beach. John writes to us so that even when it's complicated and things are tough, we would understand I mean, John wants us to know that no matter what happens in this life, that no matter what we face in this life, and no matter how deep the heartache, and no matter how extreme the fear, and no matter how deep the depression, that there is a light that shines in the darkness, and there is no amount of darkness and no type of darkness that can put it out. So at this year, Christmas in the year of COVID, when we've been confronted with the fact that there are problems we can't solve, And beyond those problems, we know that we personally have problems that we can't solve. And even deeper, sometimes you realize you are the problem that someone else is trying to solve. When we're confronted with the fact that there are people that we just can't control and no matter how rational we are with them and no matter how many times we try to explain it to them and no matter how many times we tell her the story and no matter how many times we try to teach them, no matter I mean, no matter how many conversations we have, there are people we just can't control. And there are expectations that you're just never gonna be able to meet. Just like you oftentimes, and I oftentimes set expectations that we expect other people to meet they can't meet. John wants to remind us that in the midst of all the darkness, Jesus is life and light who overcomes darkness. So there's always hope. There's always a reason to believe. There is a God who hears our prayers. There's a reason to wake up every single day and take the next step, because what makes this the most wonderful time of the year is not necessarily what is happening, but what happened when our Father in heaven came into this world to invite us to be part of his kingdom here and now. John says that Jesus, God in the flesh, was the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Not then, not now, not ever. Every week when we come together, we look forward together and hope to the second coming of Jesus. When we shine the light of the world and we'll shine bright when he comes. In fact, the Lord's supper that we celebrate together It's a visible symbol that we look forward to that day. And we often think of it as only a remembrance, but Paul tells us in one of his letters that when we take it, we proclaim Jesus until he comes back. So today, we want to do that together, to take the emblems, to remember his life and his death and his resurrection that brings light to our lives now and forever. So if you prepared for this, will you get the emblems that you're gonna use and let's take it together. This is the body of Jesus given for you. Let's take it and remember him. This cup represents the blood of Jesus that was given to cover our sins. As we take it, let's remember what he's doing for us in his death. Now, as often as we've done this, we proclaim to our world that we look forward to His coming back. Now, before I close, I want to remind you of something else that brings me hope. Later in his account, John will record Jesus saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is probably where John got the idea that Jesus is light and that light brought life and that pushes back the darkness in my life. And every day I can start by saying, Lord, help me walk in the light. Allow me to live with you, to love like you, to follow you, to serve you, to take your light into this world. But did you know that Jesus not only said that he was the light of the world, but that he also said this about us? Hey, you are the light of the world. So the question is, is is Jesus the light of the world? Or are we the light of the world? And the, of course the answer is both. He's the light of the world that gives us life But then he gave us that light to live within us and he sends us to illuminate our world. He says, you are the light of the world. And the you is plural in Greek. Now, not just you individually, but you togetherly. I mean, (laughs) togetherly is not even a word. He, He means us, the church. We are called to take Christ's light into our world. And when we do it together, we can have an impact we simply cannot have by ourselves. For instance, again this year we're partnering with Bridging the Gap, an organization in Coweta County to make a difference for those living in need. The effort's called Christmas in Coweta and you can go to forcoweta.cc and you can find information about how you can help with this effort no matter where you are. And if you live in Delaware or California or somewhere in between, and you'd prefer to do something locally, we would love to hear about how you're allowing the light of Jesus to shine darkness in your community. And you can put that in the Community Christian Anywhere group, you can text us and tell us about it. But that's not the only way. Last week, we asked you to begin this gift of light giving by life-giving generosity of our Father in heaven to share that with people. To post about that at thanksgifting.com. Info, And we told you that we were planning to have a special Christmas Eve service this year. Uh, so instead of doing a big Christmas Eve on-site gathering, we, we want you to do your own Christmas gatherings with people in your life. I mean, <laughs> most of you are doing that anyway. But the chances are that you know somebody that you love who will be at your Christmas gathering, who also needs to hear the true message of Christmas, and you could be the one to shine light into darkness, It's pretty high. So in the days leading up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we'll be hosting Christmas Eve online. Uh, It'll be on demand if you want it that way. And we want you to share that experience, either virtually in a Facebook watch party over Christmas week, or however you choose to do it physically, maybe, in, in presence with your family when they get together. You could choose to share a meal with someone around Christmas time. And just to watch this experience together We'll also be hosting premiere events with our engagement team to share Christmas with you and your family. We do wanna make this the best Christmas ever by taking on the ministry of reconciliation and sharing it with the people in our lives. Would you right now ask God, who should I share this with? Where do you want me to be light in darkness?
0: There is hope through the darkness of this life Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And His promise of a life always by your side is one that can be trusted in the good times and the bad. And the best news is we get to be part of that hope. When we love and serve our neighbors, we get to shine a little bit of light into their darkness. Like I said before, we want this experience to not just be content that you consume, but a community you can be a part of. So if you're interested in taking a next step into joining our community, text us through the number you see on the screen and our speaker can help you figure out how to do that. One quick step you can take right now is visiting our website at cccanywhere.com. When you get there, you will see resources you can click on that can help you get better connected to our community. We even have resources you can find there that are made specifically for your children. One of the best ways you can connect with our online community is by joining our Facebook group. If you visit our website at cccanywhere.com and click the card that says join our Facebook group, it will take you straight to the Community Christian Anywhere Facebook page where you will see the join group button. We would love for you to be a part of our community, and I am excited to see you there. I hope that you watching this video today won't be your last interaction with us. We're going to leave our chat feature open for about five more minutes. We're going to put up a few discussion questions related to our topic today to get the conversation rolling. We'd really love to hear from you today, even if it's just a quick hello. And as you leave today, I hope you will consider sharing this experience with someone who could benefit from hearing that Jesus is the light in our darkness. Also, think about who you could share our online Christmas Anywhere experience with during the week of Christmas. Go to cccanywhere.com and click on the card that says Christmas Anywhere to find out how to do that. And even sign up to receive a free box of supplies to make your Christmas Anywhere experience better for you and the people you share it with. We really want you to spend some time thinking about who you can share the good news of Jesus with this Christmas because everyone deserves a chance to hear of the good news of Jesus. I'm so glad that you could join us today and we hope to hear from you soon because no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you.